Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Call, the unscripted, unedited weekly conversation between Austin, John, and Amber. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Let's get started. All right, guys. What is going on? We got Amber out here in Toronto, John out in Kelowna, BC, and Austin out here in the beautiful land of Chelsea, Quebec. Uh, hey, look, uh, Toronto's pretty beautiful too. Okay. No, no, no. no. I, get to, <laughs> I get to I get to step out my front door, no mask, breathing a fresh breath of air, oh, and okay, yeah. none of that smog and 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 stress of being in the downtown core. Yeah, yeah I'm on the 26th floor of a condominium downtown yeah, Toronto. Yeah. And it's one person per see, elevator. See you never. See you never. <laughs> Yeah, but with that said, I actually wanted to, to kick start with uh, with a little shout out. Um, so my friend, his name is Leo. Uh, him and three UFT alumni um, felt like the media was constantly posting news about uh, deaths and how like the the situation is just bad. And overall, they they thought how terrible it is for people's mental health to keep getting for sure, this man. Negative news. Yeah. So they said. Yeah. Is there such a thing as positive news of what's happening around the around the, the coronavirus, mm-hmm. such as like vaccine development, like humanitarian efforts? So since then, uh, mid-March, they've uh, started a website that does just that. Oh, no way. Wow. What's it yes. called? And it's been growing very fast. It's called COVID-19 Recovery, and it's at COVID19Recovery.net. Um, they have an Instagram page, COVID Recovery, a Facebook page, COVID Recovery. This and, too uh, shall pass. Yes. And it's, uh, dude, they've taken off since mid-March. They've been growing very fast. Uh, they've been featured on a couple of news sites like 11 Alive Atlanta. It's in the US. Uh, 680 News. Uh, and just, even Cur- yeah. Curiosity. I'm just subscribing to them now. Seems yeah. Like a so great, great initiative. They're trying to spread the good good message, and he's a you know he's a good friend of mine. And good that's stuff, awesome, man. That's really it's, great. It's really cool what they've put together, and it yeah. just goes to show, like if you really want to make something happen, like just do it yourself. I mean, the bystander fal- the bystander fallacy is so so terrible that most people are like, oh, somebody else will probably make that. Somebody else will probably make that. But yeah, they were mm-hmm. the three of them were on a Zoom call, and they're like. Let's Yo, just do something about it. Oh this, my god, so. dude, the the data they're showing is crazy because what I'm realizing right now, which I haven't realized in the past, is um there's an a lot of people that have reported to be infected, but if you add up the amount of people that are reported to have been uh they overcame it or they died, it's not even half of the number that's infected, which means that they just have an attrition of measuring the outcome. Exactly. Which is so Wow, I never even thought of that. Dude, it's just cold hard, cold hard data. Can you explain I that? I actually missed what you just, the point so, that you just tried so to make. So, John, imagine that they say, okay, 100 people are infected with coronavirus. Yeah. And then they say, okay, 10 people have died and 40 people have recovered. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, what about the other 50? And, and they're like, well, we don't know. Mm. Like there's no reported outcome for half the people that have been tested positive oh interesting yeah so So when they say when they say like and and good that that could be good or bad right like you don't know if they've died or not i i 
as somebody, I mean, I'd like to think that if they died, you would know because you would report the death. But again, maybe that's an assumption. I'm not sure. However, it just seems like so obvious to me that, uh, man, I, I, th- there needs to be more stuff like this, man. Like we talk about it all the time in marketing. It's like the framing effect, right? Like when food says, um, you know, 90% fat free and you're like, okay, well, the brand could also just say 10% fat, right? But one yeah. is far more salient than the other. So when they say, you know, 600,000 deaths of whatever, it's like, okay, but how many people survived and, and let, let, let's look at it from the different point of view and it's not because I, we think people should like take less pro uh you know should be less initiative seeking with with how many precautions they take it's just like man stop being so goddamn negative <laughs> uh yeah so anyway yeah no it's a it's it's very true it's just how you well isn't it like that classic like, saying like misery uh a misery uh or what what is the saying it's like uh Misery has many friends or something like that, or misery. It's like very contagious or something like that. Misery loves company. Yes. Misery loves company. That's what it is. Yeah. So it means people who are suffering are uh, comforted by the knowledge that others are also suffering. Yes. 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 No, I think that uh, the one thing I need though in in my life right now is another, uh, it's another, like I don't know if it has to be a full-on challenge, but I think I need another challenge. Like, I think so I, need, I was I I want to I think bring I this no, up. I was like, damn it! I I wasn't like no, not here's my busy. Th- I wasn't I not busy this. this week, but I was like, I was thinking about the two weeks I was training for the marathon, and my life was just so much more in Dude, order. Hundred percent, yeah. And well, like over the past two weeks, like I've been running, but I haven't like even though I've been running, I haven't been running as often, and I haven't had like that that end end thing. You know, there's no so, goal anymore. Yeah. There's no North Star. Hey, everyone. Do you remember the New Year's challenges that you had? And remember all the things you <laughs> do this year? And remember all of the greatness you're going to have in 2020? So let's just bring that back to January. Mm-hmm. What were your goals? Ammer, yours was a million dollars. I'm working hard for that. So I'm, has- I've literally moved out and I've paid thousands of dollars in year- Austin, what were your goals? Oh, man. Were, my goals, I don't, want, I don't even want to say, man. Uh, no, I, I'll say, I mean, I wanted to do, uh, like it's all, it's all arbitrary numbers for our market, but like essentially if I wanted to do, uh, $10 or a hundred dollars of revenue, uh, my, like essentially I would have needed to be at like right now somewhere like 40 or 45 dollars in revenue, maybe $50 in revenue. And we're closer to like, you know, 25, $30 in revenue. So like a good chunk behind. And like, you just look at what we're, and, and of course, like, that's just my business goal. My, my, um, my, my personal goal would be to, um, have a much more healthy lifestyle and I'm definitely struggling with that too, being in isolation. And, uh, the one thing I will say that, um, I think that will come out of this and it's actually in line with one of my goals is, is the ability to delegate uh, because now I'm in an interesting situation where uh, my school program is going to restart uh, halfway through the summer. So I'm going to be in a very interesting position where now I don't have a choice, but to delegate. And this has always been my, my struggle. Right. And I'm getting a lot better at it, but like, I think that's going to be a very nice takeaway for the summer, which I can already kind of see coming. And, uh, and I wanted my team who I'm coaching to do, um, to have one of the highest averages, uh, for like over five people 
to have one of the highest first year business owner averages because they are all previously employed by other business owners that I know and I knew they had a good chance of doing it. And so those are my four goals. And I guess if you look at all four of them, I'm on track right now for one of them. So, I mean, as, as in terms of where I wanted to be. It, it, the one that you're on track with is the healthy eating. Uh, yes, but also delegation. I would say I'm, I'm less on track with, well, it's not that I'm not on track with it. It's just that the very inconsistent schedules have been messing with me. I'm somebody that like needed to have a very consistent schedule. And now Why like, is your schedule not consistent? Um, well, my environment isn't consistent. So, I mean, I was supposed to be living in Montreal up until, uh, next week. And I moved back here uh, two weeks, uh, two weeks ago now. And, um, I'm living in one of my friends' houses, uh, shout out to Colin. Thanks Colin. Colin. Um, because, uh, because I, I just did my, my, both my parents are high risk for all this stuff. So I just didn't want to go see them. And also, um, you know, I work full time on my computer and up in the beautiful land of Wakefield, Quebec, uh, we're not fortunate enough to all have high speed internet up there yet. So we're, we're in that 1% mm. of Canada that Justin Trudeau and Stephen Harper were always referring to. We will get you high speed internet. We will get you all this stuff. Um, but now, you know, obviously I just needed to live in a place where I could still work. So Colin, um, I'm staying with one of my good friends, Colin, right now, who has a place in Chelsea. And uh, and just like the inconsistency of that environment, you know, I'm living in a house that's not mine. It's not that, you know, I'm in a bad living situation. It's just that, like, in order to be really comfortable in your own routine with your life. Uh, doing, yeah, no, I feel you. Doing, but here's like, a question. Yeah. Um, why not find your own place with high-speed internet that you're just because, alone uh because as soon as this is over i i, I do like I, I do run um i do you know fund my parents to to run my business kind of out of their house not not out of their house but like all of my stuff is there all of my yeah but like once this is over you move back yeah it's just again that doesn't really solve the problem except spending more money right like i mean it, it would have to be maybe for another three to four weeks and again like thankfully you know john and i are on the essential services list right so we can actually well sorry in quebec i shouldn't say that in quebec we are um Wait, quebec, quebec you can you can produce tomorrow as of tomorrow morning whoa yeah well That's sorry crazy. tomorrow morning being april 20th which is going hey. to be the like six days after this comes out. So sorry, six days before this comes out. So, um, yeah, anyway, uh, you know, my, my life's going to be pretty much back to normal because we can start production in early May uh, as usual, but it's only exterior can't do interior probably until second half of the summer. Mm. Um, and you know, it's just like the inconsistency, but like, you know what, even as I'm describing this to you guys, and I'm sure a lot of our, of our diehard day one listeners are kind of like Austin, like, that's just total bullshit. <laughs> so like, I, I get that. So no, I, I, and I, and the, and, and probably the most annoying part about knowing you guys and being on this podcast is, <laughs> is that I can see right through it. Right. Uh, you can totally see how this is, is totally a story. So, um, but no, it's, it's something that why I'm bringing up the idea of a challenge. This is why, man, this is why. So uh, but no, but what I'm saying is I think the challenge is to accomplish your goals. Yeah. Well, yes, but a thing is, man, is that I would argue that my goals are achievable. I just need to be in the right space to achieve them. And right now I feel like I need another like mini 
fitness and wellness and health challenge. Oh, so it really sounds like it's, it's just like you, you need to better your schedule. You need more discipline and you can achieve discipline through a snowball effect that's built around do you guys want to do fitness a, challenge. Let's do a morning, uh, morning routine challenge. Um, okay. This would be a challenge that, I mean, like, look at, like I have a pretty rock solid morning routine. So this would be less of a challenge maybe for me, but I think that uh, I think all of our viewers would really benefit from this. Yeah. And I think also because, you know, we have a lot of Steamworks franchisees that watch this, but even just any business owners or anyone really uh, before you start your day, I think it's so important to just get on the right track, right? Set yourself up to have a good day. Yeah. If you and, don't, one of my friends told day. me recently was uh, if you don't, if you don't take on the day, the day will take on you or the day will take over you. Right. So if you don't get up mm. and actually take it on and, and do all these things to put yourself in a good position to kick ass, the day will just kind of go by and, and control you. you know? Yeah. I think the, the interesting thing too, about morning routines is like, you know, I think it's easy to get caught up in like what other people's morning routines are, but ultimately yeah. you just need to do what you, what works what puts for you. you in the right mindset. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of that, is going to come down to careful reflection of how your days actually go. So, you know, if you do it like, so for example, the mornings that I wake up and do my morning routine, you know, would say as accurately as I was, or as intentionally as, uh, yeah. as I want, uh, those are the, my, usually my best days. It's, yeah. it's the mornings where, you know, I get sucked into an email or, you know, I start thinking about something else and I, or I don't meditate you know, that morning or, you know, maybe I'm reading and then it's like, well, then, you know, like maybe a YouTube video slips in and then half my morning is gone right from that. Or yeah, so I think that it's important to realize uh, the effect that, that what you are doing um, has on you. And, and it's easy to fall in like, cause in the, in the present moment, like when you're watching a YouTube video or, or maybe you're, I don't know, doing something, let's say that's like not productive. Um, I think it's easy to slip into like, the dopamine rush that you're getting from it and like, Oh, this is so amazing. But then it's like the aftermath. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how about this, John, do you want to share your morning routine and I'll share mine to kind of get people an idea? Yeah. I'll share mine. Too, maybe what so well, I've already shared mine. I've already shared my, Amar, what's yours? I've already shared mine on this podcast several times. Okay, cool. So, um, mine is pretty simple. I, I wake up and I, I go to like where the sunlight is. So I can absorb some sun and I drink a cup of water. That's like a good way to get me up and running. Um, and then I go back to back to bed where I like sit up and I have this um, this journal that I made uh, that has like all my goals that I want for 2020 for my life. Um, it's like a it has a vision board, uh, affirmations like five pages of affirmations, and I just go through it. And then I have this little journal where I write down things I'm grateful for top three goals of the day. And if I accomplished, like if I accomplished mm. this one thing, what would make today like a win? And I write all these down. And in that same journal, like there's a little spot in the bottom right where I can do a nighttime reflection. And at night I would also reread my affirmations and whatnot. But once I do that gratitude journal and goal mm. setting, I get up and I just blast like uh, my Spotify list. Sometimes it's Britney Spears. Sometimes it's some hard rap, whatever gets me. What? I'm not Brit even kidding. Okay. Dude, Britney Spears sometimes gets me going, man, you know? Okay. <laughs> and then, um, like, oops, I did it again. That. That's Spears? great. No, no. Like 
like piece of me that's one of that's one of my songs. oh okay yeah, here we go i think uh i think we got <laughs> i think we a few of our if a few of our listeners want to clip this audio we, and make something one, of- one thing i'd like to just maybe slow down a little bit on is you know because i think that it's 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 one thing to talk about our morning routines and and, and for people to you know just do them but it's kind of like one of those things where i don't know if you guys have found yourself especially when i was i was younger found myself just doing things because other people were doing them but i wasn't really doing them uh well Aunt austin you can totally relate to this okay and actually there's gonna be a lot of rookies listening to this podcast and uh, my buddy the jordan the vice president in the student Rookies west was talking about this as well and it's like you don't just do things for the sake of doing them. You're doing things for the results that you're trying to derive from it. Okay. And so like in one of the process, one of the systems in our painting business and Amber, I'm sure you're going to walk your guys through this too, is that, you know, there's a 10 point first call, right? So when you initially call a client, okay, you want to ask them, you know, a set of questions that are going to help you identify, you know, what is it they need painting? why they want it painted and then you know why they want it painted and you want to break into those you know so is it peeling okay then you know start going into the pre-sale of the warranty etc right you want to start going down all these different avenues and ask all these questions to gather information that is going to help you meet uh, or build a quote that meets the client's needs yeah that's why you're doing it so you what you don't want to do is just ask questions for the sake of asking questions you're not writing anything down you're not retaining anything you're just oh i'm just going to just do this checklist Right. And so like the reason why we have a morning routine is to set our day up properly so that we can perform at a high level, mm-hmm. but everything down to it. I mean, like when Amr is talking about affirmations, right. Uh, you know, maybe Amr is someone who, you know, cause everyone's a little bit different. Maybe Amr really needs that repetition of 100%. you are a great, you are great. You are great. Right. Like maybe that's what he does. Like that's what gets him fired up. Right. The Britney Spears wouldn't do it for me. Right. I'm oh. not a music but I'm not a music guy. Right? I'm just not a music guy. Right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. What gets me fired up is like, you know, like if I put on the Enchiridion, which is like the most ridiculous book for most people, but it's, it's just like this, like basically like a, a robotic voice, just reading um, you know, one of the <laughs> stoic texts. I just get fired up. Right. And everyone's a little bit different. Right? <laughs> Bro, that would put me to sleep oh, instantly. I'm back. God. In the, the guy's like, we suffer more in our imagination than we do in the <laughs> This is amazing. Wake up each day and tell yourself you will meet ungrateful and Such sure. a colorful <laughs> guy. Wow. And, uh, but that's what gets me fired up, right? And so, yeah, you know, yeah. everything right down to like Amor, I'm sure that you, you do some, some of your, some part of your mornings, probably somewhat educational. Am I right? Uh, no, I just jump like, I want to get to my laptop as fast as possible to do work. And there I learn because I'm reading okay. and I'm doing all that. I don't have breakfast. I, I fast until noon and then. And then I eat. Yeah, there you go. So intermittent fasting. Although I guess if you wake up at 11, I mean, it's only an hour or so. Okay, man, look. <laughs> What's this? Here we go. Oh. Oh, my God. Listen, this man. This is what you wake up to, man? No, 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 not. I play this when I'm taking a cold shower. Can you stop playing this, please? Yeah, can we not? <laughs> okay, I just, I, just, I, just needed, I just needed That's to like, picture thing. it. <laughs> look dude it gets yeah, listen you, it wakes me up it, man it takes me back when i was in jordan 11 years old and the song was bumping in the radio on the way oh, to school it. it just puts I me in the right it. mindset no it's good man it's good i mean if it works yeah. it works like we're good um okay but no yeah, i like this john's totally right like don't just uh you know wake up and do the same thing like really think about what gets you to that mode of just like 
focus and like hunger. And for me, it's a different sequence than somebody else. And for John, it's a different sequence than somebody else. So I think that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's mainly about, I, in the past month from Monday to Friday, I've been getting up at six, uh, and just getting out of bed, going into the other room, turning on a pot of coffee, getting in the shower. I've, I've succumbed to the, I, I remember for the first week I was doing it all cold. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys were like, what? I'll I just do it for 30 seconds at the end. Cold. Uh, okay. Every episode uh, you mentioned this. Okay. We get it. <laughs> we get it. Okay. So much tougher than I know. I know. Cause some, <laughs> what I'm saying is that now I'm not, I, I'm, I'm doing like the very hot and then very cold. But anyway, it wakes me right up like ice cold shower at the end for like at least a minute, I just stand there in freezing cold water. And then I'm up, have a cup of coffee, sit down. I'm working by 6.30, 6.40. And the amount of work I get done between 6.40 and 9.30, when I usually cook myself some breakfast, is, uh, is, is obscene. It sets me up to just have like what I would consider to be a relaxing yet very productive and efficient day. Cause I'm not stressing. Like I, I send out all emails I need to send out in the morning. And also I kind of like the idea of what I've realized is when people that you're emailing in the morning, when they wake up to an email from you, they answer it. If they see that they have a time stamped email at 6 45 AM from you, that it kind of puts fire under their ass. I, I like that. I, like I, I thought of it know, that way. My clients, you know, employees, uh, anybody professors class like like literally anybody i'm emailing um i get i get responses first thing when they get in right because they see you and it's like i think people just answer emails in terms of priority and when they came in so get that number one time slot you know uh and then i just start work and, and right now that looks like anything you know related to starting up the business in a few weeks to finishing school and just getting all that done and, uh, you know, then by, you know, 9.30, 10 a.m., I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing, but, I'm, you know, I'm definitely, like, I'm able to get a lot more done. And this is where I really want there to be, like, a nice little window for some, uh, some exercise, man. Like, some, another John Morgan challenge. Like, are we doing, like, what, like I, so I, I here, think. So, if you want a little challenge, um, what I've been doing is just trying to punch in 100 push-ups every day. Oh, man, I got a good, good challenge for you with 100 push-ups. So also to all of our listeners listening to this, um, there's uh, one of my buddies who we've mentioned on the podcast before, who actually thankfully got us to revise the quarantine challenge to from a marathon to a half marathon. Uh, his name's Thomas Markhauser and him and his brother, Paul, I grew up with, and they started their, they're, 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 they're starting a, a huge fitness initiative and it's called, you can find them on Instagram. Uh, it's, it's under Chelsea. C H E L S E A Chelsea Athletica, and uh, Thomas is a Canadian national CrossFit athlete, and uh, they're both in just ridiculously great shape. And they every day, I, th- I believe it's every day or almost every day, they post these at-home workouts that are CrossFit based, but they're very easy to do, and they're mm. extremely difficult. They're not easy to do in the sense that like they're easy to do; they're they're practical for at home. But dude, I did one today that's a hundred push-ups, and it's great because you're like, oh, you know, a hundred push-ups, you can kind of spread it out. But you have to do a hundred push-ups, and every time you stop, 
you have to do 10 air squats. So if you stop twice and you do just two sets of 50, which would be like extremely difficult, you would only have to do one set of 10 air squats, right? But then it it tests how well you can manage your sustainability for how long you can do push-ups in, right? So it doesn't like 100 push-ups a day is great. Like if you did, you know, 15, 15, 15 and all, all throughout the day or 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, and, and all that. I mean, that's great. I just think that if you're looking for something a little bit more exhaustive, that'll get like a few beads of sweat dripping down your face in a couple minutes, uh, those will really put you in your place. <laughs> so, Why do you uh, feel like you need a challenge? Um, I've talked about this before a lot on the podcast, actually. Like, I'm definitely more accountable to other people than I am to myself. And if I look at uh, a lot of the reasons why I've gotten uh, any sort of positive outcome or, or successful outcome in my life. It's really because I've been heavily committed to other people for it. And uh, it's not because I can't do it clearly. It's just because when you're the only person you're telling the goal to, it's very, it's, it's actually, and I think a lot of people can resonate with this. I've actually spoken to a lot of people about this, but it's uh, it's a little bit hard to, to, well, it's very hard to stay consistently motivated when you know it's only you and, and, and notice Don't how I'm saying only you. Yeah, we hold each other accountable to it. But honestly, because we both run businesses, we really want to make sure our relationship is very non-professional. No, uh, no, I understand that. But like, I'll give you an example. Like, so Trisha and I, you know, we'll go for a walk, you know, if not every day, you know, at least every second day. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily come up every walk, but, you know, we'll talk about, you know, things of like, you know, what we want our family to be like in, you know, in a decade, right? Like, you know, Mm. what kind of school do we want our kids to go to? You know, how many kids do we want? You know, what, what kind of uh, fitness level do we want to be at? You know, mm. by you know, at a certain age, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what mm-hmm. kind of home do we want to live in, right? Like, what's important yeah. to her? What's important to me? Like, what kind of cars do we want to drive? You know, it, is it really important to her that we even that she has a vehicle, right? Like, maybe can we live? Right? <laughs> these are all things that. You know, all things uh, that I want to know. I want to see Amber's face. I wish we could have got right? that screenshot. Because these are all things that um that we that we talk about, and you know, we both want to like. I mean, one, I want to make sure that I do my part, right, in in, in all of this. And mm-hmm. I want to make sure that, you know, and she obviously feels like she wants to do her part. Right. And yeah. we talk about things like, you know, one big thing for Trisha is that uh, her mom who, you know, basically sacrificed, well, let's not say sacrifice. Yeah, definitely sacrifice, but you know, worked her ass off her entire life yeah. to make sure her kids could have a good education. And, you know, at, at the expense of, you know, uh, of a retirement plan. I mean, she doesn't really have much of a retirement going, right? And so a really big thing for Trisha is that, you know, her mom's taken mm-hmm. care of. And, yeah, you know, I remember she mentioned that. In law yeah. suite. Or also, tell, tell Trisha she did a great job, man. We got a ton of positive feedback on her episode, so. Yeah, I liked her, I liked her podcast. I was like. Um, oh, but yeah, no, to, to talk about what you just mentioned, like, you know, have I had conversations like that uh, with my girlfriend? Hundred uh, percent. Maybe, maybe not in that level. Does of that detail. not make you feel accountable, though? Because, like, I oh, would be absolutely okay, okay. see. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is this goes back to like not just having conversations because John Morgan said so, but like actually taking on the responsibility of that. Like when I came, uh, like for example, like I'll give you an example of like, well, I just I would be devastated if I hit thirty and everything I told Trisha about who I would become and what the life that I'd supply for her didn't happen. Like imagine I'm just 30 years old and 
I don't, you know, I, I can't get her that white picket fence or I, you know, her mom has, is no closer to retirement or, you know, all of this real estate stuff that I'm talking about. What if none of that pans out? What if my business is not passive? Uh, right. So, so, so I get that man, hundred uh, percent. I'm, I'm there with you actually. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, the only, I guess, thing that I'm saying I would like to have in place for myself at the moment, like starting immediately would be, uh, the increment, uh, well, what you would need in an incremental form to be able to accomplish that on a weekly, daily basis. Now, like, again, you're kind of taking what I'm saying, contextualizing it into your life, which is great. And and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that like, you know, for what I'm looking to get is actually just given that we're in a pandemic with this kind of issue or just this ongoing state of uncertainty. I'm just looking for something to implement that I think would be cool if all of us did. Um, that would be another commitment similar to running 5k a day or uh, having some form of event that we have to prepare for. Yeah, I suppose I understand um, what you're saying, but, but, do, but do you not think that, that, that you're just like, it's just gonna be one challenge after another, like for sure it will be man. Which I, like, like what's your, like, what's like uh, nothing, not that like long-term goals are a thing, but like, do you not have something where you feel like every day you're just putting pennies in the bank? Mm. Yes, for sure. I do. Yeah. But like, do you, not, uh, right, do you not get satisfaction from that? Like is it in, yeah. in itself, like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, a tremendous challenge to continuously just keep putting pennies in the bank because yeah. it's one penny, right? And every day, it's just like the smallest little amount. And it's so easy to say, oh, I'm not making a difference, right? And it's just one penny, one penny, one penny, right? And I'm sure, yeah. all our, um, yeah. I'm sure Amr, you're, you know, you're building this website and it looks fantastic. It looks like it might be done. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, you're making one page. You're like, oh my God, I got only one page done. Man, hundred percent. But then now, but then you know, this is two weeks later. You have a full website. It's like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. So. That was something I actually was kicking my butt over because, for example, within my one website, there's this one feature where like you can click on, and schedule yourself in my schedule. That took me seven hours to like create. So a whole day of trying to figure out how you can just click on this website and then book yourself in for a time that's not taking up and syncing it with Google Canada. That's even like seven hours. Yeah. And now part of that, it's like, I have to make a, a video that's like 15 to like 30 minutes long. That's going to take me like a week to do. And it's just like 15 to 30 minutes, but it needs to wow. be like yeah. the best video. Cause it's I, like the onboarding video and it's like the main sales pitch. So uh, I, I, I totally agree with John. But I also agree with Austin that sometimes these pennies in the bank can be so demotivating because okay. you want that direct result because I'm so used to like clicking on my phone and then like, you know, refreshing yeah. the page and there's 300 yeah. new pieces of content. And it's like, yeah. oh, this is what I want. I want that instant gratification. But then back to John's point and what I'm hearing is that the ability to maybe not be as... Uh, motivated through external factors may may be a better strategy for the long term versus uh, Austin you trying to pick a new challenge over and over then achieving it and then it may not well, be here Austin I'll let you go because you yeah you well I think that if you're looking at my biggest goal for the year uh, there's really two um, there is successfully delegating 
the production and essentially successfully delegating half of my business to a person that I've trained and really trust and to a point where I don't even need to think about it. So that's one of my goals because as much as that will be nice, it's also just like a huge moral victory for myself as somebody that uh, severely struggles with the need for control. Mm. Uh, and my second goal is to purchase my first, uh, property in the next, in the year of 2020. And I think that would be a huge victory for myself that at a young, like at my age to do that and be self-employed and still not be as impacted by a, such an immensely ridiculous global situation. And to be able to close on a property in this fiscal year would just be such a huge like moment for, for me, I guess. <laughs> and, and, you know, I was thinking about this, you know, John, I think we may have had a conversation about this leading up to the early days of the pandemic. Maybe it was on the podcast, maybe it wasn't. And we essentially said, you know, it's a very weird time for us three. And it's not because we're not impacted by this. I think arguably we're most impacted by it in terms of the amount of percentage of revenue and possible money that we're losing. But because we have a, such a diverse network that, we, that we've built, we're actually still able to be okay. And, and in a sense, um, we, we've been preparing for this most of our lives. And I don't mean that like narcissistically. I don't mean that confidently. I don't mean that you know, look at me. I just mean that if you ask anybody that knows me, and I think that it's the same with you two guys, is that why the hell are you always working? Why the hell are you all, well, like, <laughs> seriously, so true. I got asked Austin, yeah. Austin, why the fuck are you always just, you know, put down the phone, Austin, like we're at the cottage, like shut up. You're ruining the fucking, you're ruining the vibe of the cottage. Like you're just, you know, you're always on the phone with people. And for me, it was just like, if this like the the classic example, it's like, you know, you got to make hay while the sun shines. It's like, well, I got a business that can do, I don't even know how much I just want to find out. And for me, it was just uh, figuring out what that was. And if I could, I would. And, and this is what led me to like severe burnout at the end of my year last year. Uh, it led me to get uh, diagnosed with like a rare uh, autoimmune disorder which I'm now is now totally controlled. But like, this is how good much stuff, I've just stuff. been like, so obsessed with doing this. And now I have a little bit of a nest egg, right? Which I've been working my life towards. And now something like this happens, and I have to stay at home. And it's okay. You know, because like, I mean, it's, it's as shitty as it is, because I can't go do more. Um, I, I'm okay. You know, and, and that's kind of like what I'm realizing is I'm sitting here and I'm just like, Whew. All right. Um, I'm good. Uh, my family's good. You know, people I care about are good. And now it's like, what? Like, I did not prepare for this moment mentally. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And yeah. um, this actually, oh man, I have to share the story. Okay. So I got into a mastermind group um, two weeks ago. It was a mastermind group of uh, individual, they're like 27, they've been in student works and they all run their own businesses. And I've been trying to join this mastermind group for like two years now. And they finally accepted me. And Love in it, it um, there's, uh, there's somebody in there called Chelsea and her brother has been, is an app developer. Oh, and okay. four years ago, 
he set out to build an app and he really loved using Snapchat. And he noticed that there was a, a problem with Snapchat where sometimes when you save things to your camera roll or you screenshot, they're very hard to find. So he created something where it kind of... What do you mean uh, by hard to find? Like they're just all over your phone. Like they're not inside Snapchat. Okay. So he built this app that did very well. And it got like, it, would, it was getting like a thousand dollars per week. Hold on, hold on. And then tell Snapchat, me it's TikTok, I'm going to run through No, no, no. Okay. And then Snapchat created memories. And that feature was exactly what his app did. So he, oh. he went out of business. So he goes on and he's stuck now. He's like, I, I need to make a business. So he starts this vlog where he takes like, he took 82 videos of himself trying to figure things out. And there's this edit and I'm going to find this edit and, and uh, we, will, we will share it on our Instagram. And he takes 82 vlogs split out between three and a half years where he's trying to build this app and he's going through the process. And every time he turns on the camera, he's either really excited. And then like two months later, he's like really sad. But for three and a half years, it's the same place. He sits on top of the stairs in his house with a little desk and he tapes his phone on Velcro on the wall. And for three and a half years, you see that process. Eventually, four of his apps failed. And he basically said, I'm going to go back to Snapchat and I'm going to create something for that, for that platform. So he creates this thing that's called the spotlight feature where you can highlight and amalgamate all the face filters in one place. But here's the thing. This time, all his work actually paid off. Snapchat bought his company for, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, it was in the seven-figure category. He's set for life and gets offered a full-time job of high-paying, like high, high-paying to be one of the lead programmers in Snapchat. And guess who his direct report is? Evan, the founder of Snapchat, who's worth like $20 billion. So to go back to this story of like what John is saying, like pennies in the bank, and what you're yeah. saying, Austin, about like, it's all right. You go watch this like video and I'll send it to you guys. Because mm. he well, it's goes. totally the case though. No, but you got to understand he goes like for two years, like on one project and then it just ends. Like what we're doing feels like it's building up more and yeah, more. Like it's that's so true. I would, but be, imagine so, if it just I would be so, I'd be so distraught if like everything I was going. working towards. Yeah. And he kept going. And yeah. man, well, so Pat, right? Like with Pat's uh, Spivo. Business. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this, and if you look at all, like I've I've watched countless interviews of all these billionaires, and all of them, all of them keep repeating the same thing about like just being consistent, like just don't stop. Like even if all you did, like let's say today, all I did was just like go on my computer and like edit like one line on my website. Like that's still something, you know, that's still a hundred percent or a, it's just way more than nothing. You know? Well, it's so. interesting. It's like, I'm sure that like a lot of people have seen that photo of the guy who's like mining in a tunnel. It's like a, you know, like a oh. kind of view and he's like mining in a tunnel and he's like right, like, you know, an inch away from hitting the diamond. And he's like, I've been mining for two years and I haven't hit a diamond. I quit. And it's like that close, right? It's like on the other side of the wall from him yeah and uh it's totally the case you know like but it's it's everything like that in life 
like your future partner is that girl that you didn't ask mm-hmm. right like that girl oh. that, that girl that walked by that could have been your future partner right that door that you said you know what I'm not going to walk up that long driveway. That was the 10,000 full exterior I might have been looking for. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's not that it's like it's 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 not that it always Well, that's works but out. dude, that's why like but you it's know, like you I, have to put in that I, extra effort to get that extra little bit out dude, of life. I, I guys, do not get me wrong. I am so sold on that. I love that. That's what I'm doing. Sorry, that's we're not what actually I've always done. Towards you. Yeah, yeah, we're not no, directing no, no. this towards okay. you. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm like, okay, cuz I'm like I'm sitting here ready to go like No, 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 no. Okay. Okay, cuz I'm like, dude, that's literally how I've, but that's how I've been acting these past three years. And that's why like, I, I was so dead and burnt out. I'm just like, Oh my God, if there's more calls to make, I just need to make them because, but that was you maybe like not quite realizing like that you are what, chipping yes. away. Yes, I right? wasn't for sure. It was, it was coming from a place of almost, it was almost neurotic. It was almost, uh, there's something there. So I need it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just doing myself a favor. This is the this is the chipping towards the end. This is really helpful. It was coming, it was almost coming from ah, it wasn't negative, but it was definitely very anxious. And it was very, it was very stressed. It was like, you know, if if there's a dollar to be made here, I, I want it. <laughs> and it's not because, and that sounds very simplistic, but I mean, if there's a difference that I can make in somebody's life, I want it. If there's a if there's a home I can make look better, I want it. If there's somebody out there that given the right circumstances will invest in me. I want it. And, um, you know, that has led me to a place where I'm now in a position that I can't do that I, as I'm realizing it, right? Like, no, no you definitely can. Though. I know. Like, why okay. So you? hold on, hold on. I can hundred percent. I can. However, the vehicle and the method that I now have to use to do that is so different. I can't well, change because I'm curious because like I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to like you know all right well we don't have to day, get but like, yeah because because like I feel I'm like... doing exceptionally well right now okay yeah, so okay hold I, on let's and pause. I'm in the same business John yeah. how much did you book in the last two weeks that number you gave us that starts with this number that I'm showing on screen yeah. you actually didn't say on screen so combine that number plus whatever you booked. I, I don't, okay, hold on. I, I don't have his number in front of me, but I will say this though. My goal going into this preseason was to book $380,000. Uh, for May 1st. But well, like by the last week of the preseason, which because yes. May 1st is like kind of like a, like a Thursday or something like that. Yes. So like that week. Okay. Um, right now I'm at 313,000. Uh, so it's doable. hundred percent. Well, hold on. But then like um, there, there's a $40,000 project that I have. Uh, which was included in that 380, so I'm really at 355. Okay. So I I have a really really good shot of hitting my original goal of getting to 380. Wow, man. That's and the thing you're, is, you're is that, the thing is, is that like, you know, I've been booking right through all of this this COVID, right? Like even this week, I booked 18.5 thousand dollars. Right, which is but which by the way just happens to be the exact number I need. So yep. if I book eighteen point five thousand uh, dollars for the rest of the year until the end of the summer per week, I'll, I'll get to seven fifty. That's cool. Yeah, crazy man. Right, and it's totally doable. And there and there's other like there was a like there's um shout out to Amber Weeb by the way who is a franchisee in Studentworks West. Uh, who booked? Uh, I actually want to get the exact amount because it's so impressive. No, because everyone's you know bitching about how they can't book work, blah blah blah. You know, they like when they see the top people book work, 
they're like, oh yeah, but that's that that's John or you know that's uh, Cole or whatever. How much did Amber book? I think it was like twenty six thousand dollars. But let me get the exact number here because she's a straight killer. Where is it? Twenty six thousand five hundred and forty five dollars. How many wow. jobs was that? Or I don't even like, know. That's incredible. Wow. Multiple jobs though, because I know that like she booked like fifteen, then it was like twenty, then it was like so it was it was definitely not like one job. Um, that's but, you know, crazy. So Austin is like you know, there, there, there's people making moves right now. And, and, and there's definitely gonna be a lot of people who aren't. And, but the thing is, is that I'm just pennies in the bank, right? It's, it's super awkward. You know, like I'm calling people, you know, no, 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 you know, but I'm, I'm looking for these new avenues. And, and I'm someone, by the way, who, you know, like I'm known as the cold calling guy, right? Like I, you know, last year, like I have a hundred, um, over 50% of my sales prior to COVID were all from, from uh, door knocking. Yeah, no, it's crazy. I, I, for, for me, it's mainly like, uh, right. So I've adapted. Yeah. For me, it's mainly, it's mainly how, um, the, the part of how I actually book work, which is mainly, uh, interacting with people is so now threatened, right? Like I, I'm a really, the, the way in which I am most effective as a salesperson is through being able to show people who they're investing in. And also, I, I get that that's the case for you too. For me, I just feel very limited in the amount of social interaction that I can do. Like to be able to like, you know, you, you know, you don't feel comfortable booking thousands of dollars of work for somebody when you can't shake their hand. But hold on, bring me back though. Bring me back. Bring me back. This is uh, Amber. I think this is, this might be uh, our turn. <laughs> hit Austin up. <laughs> yes. Amen. Austin, yes. I'll tell you right now, brother, lay it on me. It's all a story though. See, it's like, it's not, it's not events that harm us. It's our judgments of them that do. Right. And everything you just said about, you know, this is all you feeling things. And it's like this, like, I was talking to this rookie the other day who called me. He's like, man, like, you know, like, what do I do? Cause like I'm calling people and they're just getting frustrated with me and they're like not happy. And I said, that are, they're, they're, they're not happy that I'm calling them. And I said, oh, so like you, like you were on the phone with them and then you asked them, hey, are you frustrated and not happy that I'm calling you? And then they said, yes. And then you said, okay, no worries, I'm gonna hang up. So that, that happened? Because otherwise I can't even, I've been dating my girlfriend for two years and I can barely tell you what fucking mood she's in right now. But you all of a sudden over the phone with someone you've never spoken to before. In two minutes. You can predict, yeah, with, in a 30 second convo, you're able to predict their exact mood? Not likely, right? So odds are they just weren't interested in fucking painting. But now they're Which, more. As far as I'm concerned, it. yeah, nothing's changed because I don't know about you, but my hit rate wasn't very high before this. <laughs> so yeah. it's like yeah. before, before it was like if you if you weren't doing it, it's like oh yeah, man, bad economy, it's my bad area. You know, people are, you know, whatever. But now it's like everyone has that perfect excuse of like, we'll do COVID, man. COVID. What are you going to do COVID, right? People only call it COVID, man. Dude. It just reminds me of all those the, like. Uh, the odds are always stacked oh, against man. The people we used to make fun of. You know, it's like, um, I always imagine it's like that uncle who's just like, doesn't work. And it's like, oh, why don't you work? It's like, oh man, you know, the government, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all have that one uncle. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you know, the economy. It's just Dude, not... And it's like 2019. It's like wow, this guy's the highest it's ever been. <laughs> it's like... So Austin, I, I would look at it from a different perspective. Whereas if you truly want to be an entrepreneur, it's your ability to turn on a dime and be able to adapt 
because it sounds like you may you you may have over invested on your ability or you've over uh banked on your skill set of just selling to people face to face which is just one way but a true marketer or salesman can sell through any means like in my business mm -hmm. if i just sell through facebook ads i'm dead i got to yeah. get i'm going to have to be the best email copywriter you will ever meet i will be the best phone caller i will be the best facebook ad targeter i will be there on your youtube ad list i have to be so diverse because if one goes away i got to keep going and that's what yeah. it takes and if you and look i get it that's what you're used to and that's what you like but sometimes you can, you have to just like turn on a dime that's what an entrepreneur does you're not running a 50 million dollar business those turn yeah. on dimes too yeah. you're running you know a 200k currently at whatever revenue you are like you got to be able to to use this as an opportunity like mm -hmm. hey am i am i actually fit to be in this place well and i think the answer is yes but you got to you got to flex those muscles but I sure. even argue that like it's it's even better than like because like a lot of times you know something will happen like maybe like you're you know you're going on you're about to hit your goal and then you know your girlfriend dumped you and then your grandmother gets cancer it's like that's those are problems that are exclusive to you that you have to handle yeah but, not, yeah. but your competitors may not have their bullshit going on yeah so they're going full steam but fortunately all of us got our legs chopped off and now I just learned to walk on my hands. Oh yeah. Right. That's pretty but good. But a lot of people right now, like I'm like, you chop my legs off. I'm like, I'm still running a marathon. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Goal wasn't yeah. running on my feet. It was to get 42 K. Right. Like, yeah. So like my goal was 750. It wasn't 750 like, uh, without obstacles. Right. And it's also like, you know, like it, 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 uh, remember what, remember the very first, uh, call that we had with, uh, Olivier, the, yeah. uh, and, um, and, and, and he was on the podcast and, and, and he was, uh, what, what advice I'd give him. And I was talking to him about how, you know, when you are going to embark on something, you really need to think about what it entails to really hit your goal. And a part of hitting your goal is, you know, when obstacles, obstacles arise, right, you, you need to overcome them. And we all know obstacles are going to arise. If this isn't some like magical thing, it, and it goes right back to the um, Marcus Aurelius uh, book two, paragraph one, where he talks about, you know, each day when you wake up, remind yourself that you're going to, you know, have to deal with unsure or surely ungrateful, arrogant people, right? But, but not to let them offend you, right? To not let them, knowing that they cannot harm you because he's seen the beauty of good and the ugliness of evil. Right. And that we should all work together like two hands and two feet with two ears. Right. And we're all share of the same collective. Right. We're all in this same boat together. Yeah. The best way I found it was I remember when Vine first came out. Basically, John, what Vine was is like seven second video. Okay, no, hold on. Hold on. I know. No, no. I, I do want to add this. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I remember like, Oh, I don't want to, like, I always wanted to post on Vine, but like, oh, like, I'm too shy. Like, I don't know if I have what it takes. I'm too young. And then I seen this guy. His name is Nick Santona. And this guy has, like, no arms, no legs. Oh, yes. And he's, like, making funny videos. And he was able to grow every single one of his social media platforms to, like, millions of millions of followers. Is this the same guy? Hold on. Is this the yes. same guy who wanted to be a wrestler? Yes. And... Um, his arm was like kind of fucked up in a certain yes. way. And, and then he said, just chop it off. Just chop. Yes. That's him. Dude. Yes. Okay. I fuck with this guy. Yes. 
So he he got his start on Vine. Just makes you want to run through a fucking brick wall. Nick oh my what? God. Nick what? Dude, this guy, I, f- I forget the full story, but like his arm was like, 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 you know, he was born with no arms and no legs, but his one arm sort of was a bit longer, but it was like really fragile. And so it would basically break potentially if he was in wrestling. And he said, just chop it off then. Yeah. So they cut off this guy's arm so he could wrestle and he has no arms and no legs. Oh shit. Yeah. What's his, yeah. What's his yeah. actual name? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That um, kind of just rung a bell with me. Yeah, he's he, like there's videos of him on stage and he's doing things. I think he hiked like well, I mean, I, I'm just making shit up at this point. I'm pretty sure he hiked a mountain though of some sort that was like wow, impressive. Man. He but they brought him out on uh, it's Nick Santo. They brought him out on uh, Tony Robbins when I went to saw Tony Robbins. He was one of the guys. Yeah, that they uh, that they brought out. Jeez. But yeah, it's it, 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 it's like what's that uh, what's that classic saying? Right, it's like um, you know uh, he has one some, arm. Someone. One arm. Sorry. Some someone somewhere at some point in time has has overcome what you're going through right now with less resources and more oh. hardship than you currently are going through. Yeah. 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 I'm reading a book um, by John. It, well, not by John. It's about John D. Rockefeller. Oh yeah. And. The book is just incredible. I mean, like the times that these people lived in, like it's showing the pictures of where they lived and, but just the way they did business, like there's no regulations on things and just the obstacles these guys would come up with. Cause at least now we have like a pretty like set guidelines of things, but man, some of the things that he had to put up with. Just, just, just to introduce who John D. Rockefeller is for those who don't know. Sure. He's pretty much the king of oil. His net worth today was estimated to be like 400 billion dollars so like almost four times more than jeff bezos yeah he's 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 the richest american to ever live 100 percent. yeah yeah and he did at a time where it's just like moral of the story austin you can't sell face to face no more adapt and i know yeah, you no, no, no. that's yeah it. yeah I just, <laughs> so just to kind of leave you guys with this because i completely agree with everything you're saying and i've, I've actually thought about it a lot differently since you've mentioned all these things is that it's not that i haven't adapted I've, I've sold arguably a lot of work since this is this whole thing is this whole pandemic has started uh it's just i'm not as in love with that process as i was with the one i could use before All right so it's i it's, think this is a longer debate but i don't think you need to fall in love with what you do like to be successful like i don't like sending out emails i'm gonna have to send an email every day to like all the people subscribe to my email list and like make a Facebook post. Like I, I'm going to start doing that once my website and funnel are set up. Yeah. But what I do love is really helping people. And if that's yeah. what I got to do to get there, yeah. then it's selfish of me to not do it because I don't like yeah. that one piece of the process. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's definitely like, you know, weeks. I guess this is, is this uh, tomorrow morning? Are we starting week six or seven? Doesn't matter, man. Six. It's all anyway, blending again. I don't. Yeah, know. It's, it is all blending in. No, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely excited to see the impacts of this and how it's going to change for me and, and other people in my position and other people that are working with me. I just really, uh, I'm, I'm acknowledging the fact that yo, it's definitely affecting me. So I'm grateful that you guys are able to provide me some insight there. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be kind of weird if it wasn't affecting you. So it's true. It's true. That's very true. Well, um, 
John, do you have any, any closing remarks here that you'd like to, uh, or how about this? How has it affected you? You know, it's one of those things where I, I, I think I might've even said this on this podcast before. So I apologize if I'm being a little bit repetitive, but I truly like I can, I can embrace this with a smile on my face because, you know, I've been, I've dedicated basically the last like three years of my life two and two and a half, three years of my life, just studying stoicism, you know, every day. And it's just, to me, like this is, I imagine that death, I'm, I'm hoping that death will be similar to this in a sense that I can, I can embrace it for exactly what it is. Mm. This is an opportunity for me to show what kind of man I am. Mm. And I don't take that opportunity lightly. Very right? rare. Like I have been given an opportunity and I know that everyone else has been given the same opportunity, but I just have a fire in me to prove that I'm the type of man that can come out of this better off than how I came in. Mm. I am on that exact same page. My, my closing thought is that um, uh, General Electric, IBM, General Motors, Disney, Burger King, Microsoft, CNN, Apple, were all companies that were started during a recession. And I would like to add my company on that list one day. <laughs> yes, there we go. What's up? That's great, man. Wow. Take advantage of the opportunity that is in front of you. Do you want me to repeat that list? That's a pretty crazy list of companies. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you actually want great. Yes, I yeah. do. Everyone listen close Apple, here. CNN, Microsoft, Burger King, Disney, General Motors, IBM, and General Electric. Do you, do you know what companies he didn't name? Jim's Computers, HP, <laughs> He didn't, um, name, he didn't name Bricksoft. He didn't name Marks. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. He didn't name Austin Trudeau, but not the Austin Trudeau's painting company. <laughs> any of that stuff. You know why? Because those people quit. God damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like, yeah. And there's a lot of companies that have, haven't, or weren't started during a recession. Although you can make a case that, or weren't started during a recession that, that are doing well. But I think you can make the case that a lot of people who have the audacity and the, and, <laughs> and the ability to overcome such adversity are setting themselves up for a... Uh, but an, but an, the goal is to not even just overcome the adversity. Maybe, like, maybe this is something I need, they just need to quickly mm -hmm. touch upon, okay? The goal is not to overcome this adversity, okay? The goal is to embrace this adversity because guess what? Whether or not you overcome the adversity, you have the greatest gift of all, which is the present moment. When I know it sounds all cheesy, but no matter what, you get to mm -hmm. kind of just keep living, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
every moment you're gifted the present. The way I like to think about it is one day I'm going to write a book about my life and I just want to make it interesting. So I got to, <laughs> so I got to do stuff, you know, <laughs> but you might, yeah. can you imagine, but here's the, like, I mean, back, back to what, you know, similar to what I was talking about earlier, Austin. I mean, could you imagine like sitting down like with your kids, like 20 years from now? Oh yeah. And you know, you have a bit of a beer belly, you know, you got a used fucking uh, Chrysler sh- or Chevrolet Sunfire that's uh, blue. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and you got a house that's like two bedroom, two bath, and you got four kids. Your wife's kind of like, you know, like she's beautiful, but like, like kind of let herself go. <laughs> <laughs> I like you're, you're trying to like you're like oh oh where do I yeah okay and you know your kids are you know just not getting good grades they're just sugar high and <laughs> your one your one daughter comes to you and she says dad dad why does Amher's family why are they so much happier than us <laughs> oh, okay. and you have to look her dead in the eyes and you have to say <laughs> because during COVID-19 <laughs> I was a little bitch. By the way, John, I mean, Austin, you're <laughs> oh not married to Miranda. By that, Miranda would have left your ass, all right? Oh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. God. Dude, that, like, all, all of this was all fine and dandy until that example, and now I'm just ready to wake up tomorrow morning <laughs> with some fire under my ass. There's no way I'm ever going to say that in my life. Was it was it the was it the blue Chrysler Sunfire? No, it was when I had to tell my daughter that Amber's better than I am. That, that, that was the problem. Um, <laughs> looking her dead in the eyes during COVID nineteen, I was a little bitch. I think we should end it there. That was Dude, that was an awesome hilarious. podcast. Thank you to our <laughs> listeners. This was absolutely amazing. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Yes, um, thank thanks you for, for tuning uh, in to another episode of the Weekly it, Call. Emmer, I know how you feel now, man. Like the the the, the, the two on one, it's a good feeling, though. You get, <laughs> you get, a, you get a lot of you, you get called out on your bullshit. It's good. I, it's good I guess I guess I'm I'm Beautiful. the only one left that's got to get. Uh, oh, it's oh, coming, John. It's, it's, it's coming. coming. <laughs> I can't wait for that day. Oh, yeah. The, the Emmer and I lock eyes and we're like. Shut it down. Oh, he's slipping. See you guys. Hey, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the weekly call pod or through email at the weekly call pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material. And just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.